get ready for your daily dose of Tuttle. The all-time greatest uh, intern slash producer we've ever had, of course, Tuttle. Tuttle in Florida. It's Tuttle's Daily Podcast. Greetings and welcome to another edition of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. We are on episode 112. Hell, it's climbing every single day. And before you know it, I'll be on episode 200. Make sure you check out my website, Tuttle.net. That's Tuttle with two Ds, T-U-D-D-L-E.net. That's going to have the links to everything in my world. Every single bit of content that I'm putting out can be found at Tuttle.net. Check out my YouTube channel. Go to Tuttle.net. TV.com. And while you're there, make sure you hit the subscribe button and then hit that bell because when you hit that bell, you're going to get alerted anytime I upload any new content or anytime I go live. I got to thank the people that have been helping out the cause, the ones that have been donating. I emailed everybody back. I hope I wasn't bothering you. I just wanted to thank you guys for donating what you could. But if you'd like to donate, I don't care what it is, even if it's a dollar, go to my PayPal account, paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. That's paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. Now, if you want to follow me on social media, I'm only going to give out the two major ones. That's Facebook and Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter, twitter.com slash Tuttle or on Facebook, facebook.com slash Tuttle. So if you're not a big baseball fan, you probably don't realize what July 1st is. But July 1st, since 2011, has been known as Bobby Bonilla Day. Now, Bobby Bonilla, when he first started in baseball, him and Barry Bonds was one of the most dynamic duos in baseball. Those guys were just jacking them left and right. And hell, Bobby Bonilla was a power hitter a switch power hitter, and he got some pretty large contracts, especially when he went to the New York Mets. July 1st is Bobby Bonilla Day. You won't see any fireworks, and you won't be getting a day off from work. Only one man celebrates Bobby Bonilla Day, and that man is Roberto Martin Antonio Bonilla. Man, that Pirates team was so fucking good. They had one of my favorite coaches of all time. I mean, my favorite coach is Bobby Cox, but Jim Leland, oh my God, he was an animal as a coach. I mean, he was nice to his players, but if you got on his bad side, oh, fucking look out. I'm going to play some audio later on of Jim Leland basically reading Barry bonds to riot act but that pirate team they took him to seven games and then you had that sid bream slide where he beat it out he he hustled around second and slid into home plate maybe one of the slowest players of all time a lot of people forget francisco cabrera pinched hit got that huge clutch hit and the braves ended up going to the world series that year a lot of people also don't realize tim wakefield dude got discovered throwing his uh knuckleball and that's where uh tim wakefield got a start in that series i got a a lot of respect for that Pirates team and Jim Leland, but Barry Bonds and Bobby Bonilla at the time, Bobby Bonilla and Barry Bonds were like the black African-American smash brothers like Jose Canseco and Mark McGuire. Because July 1st is his $1.19 million annual payday. So get this, guys. Bobby Bonilla has not played baseball in over 10 years, but Bobby Bonilla had such an amazing uh, agent. Fuck, it could have been Jerry Maguire, but this dude, Bobby Bonilla, gets one million every July 1st until 2035. After the 1999 Major League Baseball season, the not-so-amazing Mets were in the midst of reshaping their roster for a playoff run. The odd man out was Bobby Bo, a switch-hitting outfielder and third baseman 
who hit 160 in 60 games. The Mets released Bonilla after the season, but still owed him $5,900,000. See, now this is where this story gets crazy. They only owed him like $8 million, and if they would have just cut him a check and tell him to hit the pavement, that would have been a lot cheaper because that money had a bunch of interest tacked in on it. But when it's all said and done, I think it's around $45 million that Bobby Bonilla will walk away with when it could have only been eight. Just a bad deal all around for the Mets. In 99, Bonilla couldn't hit couldn't find consistent playing time on the field, and couldn't stay out of fights with the New York press and the Mets management. It was a bad situation on both sides. So Bonilla's agent negotiated a deal that would go down as one of the greatest retirement plans in history. My name is Dennis Gilbert. I am the agent who negotiated Bobby Bonilla's contract. The general manager of the Mets needed to free up some money to sign some free agents. They needed to have the money now to pay the free agent. Listen, I know that the Yankees are the bigger team in New York, but I find it hard to believe that the Mets were so hard up for money that they couldn't scratch Bobby Bonilla a check and tell him to hit the road. It just seems like there was something else going on there. And Bobby, who is very, very conservative, as long as we were getting a guaranteed interest rate, we did. We got a guaranteed 8% interest rate, made it work, gave him income all the way through age 65 started paying him in 2011, $1.19 million a year. And because of his prior contract with his first stint with the Mets and the interest from that, Benia's actual payout will be over $50 million. I know a lot of people say that the agents aren't really doing anything and the athletes are the ones making the money, but I got to tell you, this agent deserves every single penny of that. Bobby Bonilla should be getting the lesser amount when it comes to the percentage-wise, but fuck. This guy is absolutely amazing. Bobby Bonilla's contract, at least the one he did with the Mets, was over $50 million, or paid out over $50 million. The Mets went along with the idea partially because owner Fred Wilpon was guaranteed 10 to 15% returns from the notorious Ponzi scheme run by Bernie Madoff. Ah, see, now it comes out. That's why they couldn't scratch Bobby Bonilla a check at the time. And so assuming the good times would keep rolling, Wilpon figured he could defer Bonilla's salary to allocate money to other team needs. So yeah, Bobby Bonilla had a great start to his career. Kind of fell off towards the end. I don't know if he uh, fell out of love with the game or what happened. Injuries. Who knows? But this guy is set up for life. But I did get into a little bit of a YouTube vortex because I was watching old pirate videos. And there was a video that I, I can't believe I had never seen. But Jim Leland absolutely getting into Barry Bonds' ass because Bonds was treating the other coaches and, and the behind-the-scenes staff, treating them like assholes, and Leland just wasn't pitting up with it. The most important question here, who is taking cuts in the batting cage? Because whoever is hitting the ball is absolutely fucking killing it. This dude is hitting 600-foot shots the way the ball is coming off the bat. And Jim Leland has always looked kind of innocent as a coach, but he just yelled at maybe one of the greatest baseball players ever to play the game. I'm the fucking manager of this team. That's fucking why. So let's get the fucking shit over with right fucking now. I don't want to see no more or go home.
I wish the audio would have been a little bit better. It also doesn't help that some dude in the batting cage is hitting tape measure shots in the cage. I really got to know who was taking cuts in that cage while Jim Leland was reading Barry Bonds' riot act. This is one last thing. While I'm on it, I don't get to talk about baseball a lot, but one of my favorite blowups that a manager has ever had with, with an umpire is Wally Bachman. And if you don't know who Wally Bachman is, he was a catcher, I think, on the New York Mets back in the 80s. But he manages a uh, minor league baseball team down here in Georgia. And a lot of these minor league teams do a lot of extra stuff to be able to promote the team to get people to come out. And they mic this manager up for their video purposes. And this guy absolutely loses his shit. I've played this before, but I've never been able to play it unedited. And I just have to for this podcast because this is the biggest meltdown I've ever heard in sports. That ain't even fucking close. What in the fuck are you looking at? That ain't even fucking close. The opposing team that they were playing, one of their players hit a home run, and I guess it was close to the foul pole, and Wally thought it went foul, but the umpire said it was fair, and they gave him the home run signal, and and I think it scored three runs, and Wally was not too happy. What are you talking about? What the fuck do you mean what am I talking about? Fuck you! That ain't even fuck you! Fuck you! That ain't even fucking close! You can't see it from over there! You can't see it from over there! Fuck you, I can't see it! You're fucking nuts! You stupid fucking skinny fuck! Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck you! Piece of shit! Fuck you! I don't want to be out here! What the fuck are you going to do about it? When you drop the line, what are you going to do about it? That's pretty much, hey, let's go. Let's fight this out because this argument is not going to do either one of us good. We just need to throw hands. What the fuck are you going to do, huh? No, you're a stupid fuck! Piece of shit. That's right. Fucking Keep piece of shit. I got plenty of ink in the Piece pain. of fucking shit is what you are. That's Fuck you. Awesome. Fuck you, you piece of shit. That's the best you Fucking piece of shit. Minor league motherfucker is what you are. My favorite line in that whole rant is, you're a minor league motherfucker. That's what you are. Wally, back in the day, I wouldn't have wanted to fuck with Wally. He's a little bit older now, but he can still bring the heat. Nerd. Radio personality and hot talk satirizer. You're listening to the Tuttle Podcast. Tuttle's Daily Podcast is brought to you by StitchYouUp.com. For your embroidery, screen printing, vinyl, and direct-to-garment printing needs, visit StitchYouUp.com. Stitch You Up specializes in custom caps, shirts, decals, and anything you want to personalize. Whether it's one item or large orders, they can handle any size. Unsure about what you want? Let Stitch You Up help you with your logo design. Visit stitchyouup.com or contact them, eric at stitchyouup.com. Stitch You Up, definitely not your grandma's embroidery. One nine seven eight cars for blind kids. One nine seven eight cars for blind kids. One nine seven eight cars for blind kids. Give a blind kid your car today. Do you have an elderly loved one that recently bit the dust and now you're stuck with their jalopy? Why don't you consider donating it to one eight seven eight cars for blind kids? We'll give a blind kid grandma's old car. And if you come out every second Tuesday of the month to the old Sears parking lot. You can watch them drive around and bump into each other. It's a great time. 1879 Cars for Blind Kids. 
Donate your car to a blind kid today. 1978 Cars for Blind Kids. 1978 Cars for Blind Kids. 1978 Cars for Blind Kids. Give a blind kid your car today. Alright, welcome back guys. If you'd like to leave a voicemail for the show, I played one on yesterday's podcast. You can easily do that. All you gotta do is call 407-270-3044. Once again, that's 407-270-3044. And if you don't want to leave your name, I'm never gonna give your number out. I don't even know if your number even shows up when you call. But what I'm saying, it's going to be completely anonymous. So if you call in, I'm not going to blow you in, guys. I just want to hear from you. If you if you think I suck or you have a suggestion for the show, stuff you'd like to hear, just give me a call, leave me a voicemail, and I'll play it on the air. So if you've been listening to the podcast, you know that I've been on this health kick. I'm no longer drinking. I'm not on the psychotropic drugs. I'm working out. I'm running. I'm. I've actually changed for the better. I mean, this all comes back to my addictive personality that I take things way too far, and I'm kind of doing it with this working out and eating healthy. I weighed myself today. This is the lightest I've ever been at 161, and I don't want to get too much skinnier. I want to get down to about 155, and then I'll start eating. Not like bad. I'm not going to start eating bad, but I can start eating a little bit more. I'm starting to put on some muscle, but I don't want you to think I'm vain or anything with the statement I'm about to make. I was never like obese, but I wasn't in shape and I I most likely was not healthy because I was drinking and eating anything I wanted and I didn't give a fuck about any of the consequences. And I would uh, take a shower every night in the bathroom that I would shower in every night at Colton's parents' house. They had all types of mirrors. Hell, I've even talked about it. The mirrors make your dick look bigger in there. But when you get undressed before you hop in the shower and you look at yourself, I would look at myself and I'd be like, fuck, I look disgusting compared to what I was when I was married. Because when I was married, I didn't, I worked out. I ate pretty healthy. I never drank during my marriage and I was in good shape. But then when I looked at myself in that mirror, when I would take a shower at Colton's parents' house, I'd be like, yeah, you are starting to look pretty fucking bad. But why I said I don't want you to think I'm vain now that I've been losing the weight. I do. I'll admit it, people. When you when you put in a lot of hard work and you're starting to see the end product, you're starting to see gains. Yes. Before I get in the shower in the fifth wheel here at the Hobo Fish Camp, I check myself out and I'm starting to look pretty good. I mean, I'm not anything like a Brad Pitt or anything like that, but compared to what I was, oh man, it is complete night and day. And any guy, and you know what? If you're listening to this show and you're in your guy and, and you won't admit to this, when you lose the weight, your penis does look bigger. I don't know what it is. If you remember the story I told the other day when my parents left uh, for the doctor's appointment and, and I don't get a lot of time by myself to masturbate. Well, I had some extra time and I took care of everything. I'm just giving you guys a little bit of a tip. If you lose weight and then you shave all the pubic hair off, it, it, it even adds even more people and you do look larger. But that's what I want to get into next. Now, you guys all know 
that I played four years of varsity baseball in high school. But they had this little thing going on where when you were your first year, when you were a rookie, they would give you a wedgie. And not just one of those wedgies, they would pull your underwear completely off. And I was very hard to catch, very wiry. And they had a very, very hard time. And they tried to get me during practice. They tried to get me after baseball games. But they caught me slipping one day during one of the field days that we had at our school for the FF8. Yes, I was in the Future Farmers of America. But they caught me slipping and they got my underwear off of me. But they pulled so hard that my dick came out. And when my dick came out, I was not laying nice at all. And everybody gave me the nickname Pinky Dick. Yes, Pinky Dick. And it was really, really embarrassing. And now when you think of the FFA, oh, there was not attractive women or any girl that you would like. Yes, there was a lot of the girls and they saw my pinky dick. Don't get me wrong. I don't want you to think that I got a small dick. I actually think that I'm a little above average. I don't want you to think I got a big hog or anything. No, that's not the case. You know that old adage, you're not a shower, but you're a grower. Yeah, that is me. But I wanted to take it up to the next level. And there was a lot of times because my dad had his own business and they would go to Orlando all the time. My mom would go to Orlando to pick up payroll from the job sites that he would that my dad was working on. So I had a lot of time at the double wide in delay on springs to just get into all types of trouble. It was a fucking jack city. But I got this big idea because I found some of my dad's old nude magazines and they had those penis pumps. You know, those ones. It's like, oh, and that's the other thing. When I got a little bit older, I wanted to see how it was, but I was always too embarrassed to get a penis pump. And I don't know if you, well, if you've ever owned an aquarium, I was in the pet food store. I don't even know. It might have been Petco. And I walked by, you know, the aquariums and I found the uh, gravel cleaner that they sell to clean the gravel or the rocks at the bottom of your aquarium. And it's this little tube and it's a, it looks just like a penis pump, but it also has this little tube that you can kind of fit your penis into. But the only thing is it doesn't have that pump. So basically, you're kind of siphoning your own cock. So yes, I, I technically, I've sucked my own dick, but my lips never touched the flesh of my penis. So I had the tube running out and you had to suck it because it wouldn't hold a lot of the suction. And I wanted to see if it worked, but I backtracked. That was later on that I ended up doing that. But I did a very, very white trash, hillbilly, redneck, penis pump type deal. And you can't even call it a penis pump. It was more like cock torture. It was. It was straight up cock torture. And I don't even know why I thought of this. I was probably like 13 or 14. But I thought it would be a good idea to fashion up a little scenario where I would hang a weight from my flaccid penis and see if I could stretch it out. And I got to tell you, I know it sounds dumb, but I do believe that it added some length and girth to my eventual erection stage. Because like I said, I'm not much of a shower, you know, flaccid. Oh, it's, it's very unimpressive. But I get close to seven, maybe on a good day, maybe a tenth of an inch over seven. It's not very thick. 
I think I got a great circumcised penis. But besides that, I did a stupid thing. Now, I could have really injured myself. But when my parents would go away, because when my mom wasn't having to run errands to help out my dad's business, she worked at Winn-Dixie and she would bring home, you know, these two liter bottles of soda, not the good soda, the Czech brand soda that Winn-Dixie, I think that's their brand. I don't know if it still is, but we would have just out in the barn, we would have crates of it and I would grab one of those. And then, you know, I ended up finding an old shoe and grabbing a, uh, you know, the shoelace out of it. Now, if you're hanging a weight from your dick, your flaccid dick, and you're trying to stretch it out to try to give you some length, maybe a little bit of girth, you got to fashion something around it because you don't want to get like shoelace burn or rope burn on the head of your penis. So I ended up like cutting up a sock and then fashioned it with the loop around the shoelace and got it like on the foreskin. Not on the head, but like right where the foreskin is. And I would tighten it up and I wouldn't drop the two liter of soda. And this was a full two liter soda. I don't even know how much that weighs. It felt heavy, especially when it's dangling off the head of your penis. But I would pick it up. I wouldn't just drop it. I wouldn't just drop the weight and let it stretch out my dick. No, I would pick it up and gradually bring it up. And then I started adding a little bit more weight here and there. Now, this could have gone terribly wrong. I could have deformed my penis. I could have dislocated. I don't even know. I've heard stories, but I haven't, I haven't never been able to find some scientific fact that it's possible to break your cock. But I could have done some damage. And just think about this, guys. How embarrassing would that have been for me if I would have done some major damage to my penis? How would I have even explained that to my parents? That I, that I hurt my penis trying to stretch it out to get more length. Fortunately, I did no damage, but it was kind of dumb now looking back on it. But I kept that contraption. I hid it out in the barn. I didn't want to have to explain to my parents why one of the Czech soda two liters had a shoelace tied around the head of it. And then on the other end is a loop with a sock fashioned around it so I didn't get, you know, rope burn on the head of my penis. Yeah, try explaining that. Now, I did find a lot of stuff that my parents probably didn't want me to see, and I'm not gonna go into that. Maybe a later day. Maybe it was some sex toys, a rusty revolver, and some Polaroids, but I'm not gonna get into that. And you're probably like, Tuttle, why are you even sharing this story? Because like I said, I've been checking myself out in the mirror before I hop in the shower, just checking myself out. And the other day, that story from the past popped into my head popped into my head because I was laying nice. And I was like, yes, you look that great right now because you've been working out. You've kind of groomed your crotch and you MacGyvered a penis pump fashioned out of a two liter Chuck soda bottle, a shoelace and a sock. That is a redneck penis pump if I've ever seen one. Want to support the show? Go to paypal.me slash pedal on the radio. Total Wireless of Palm Bay has the best cell phone plans with no contract. And better yet, you can use any carrier network. Does your service from one of the big guys not work well for you? Are you paying too much? Call Total Wireless of Palm Bay now at 321-499-2565. Or if you're local, stop by and see them at 1851 Palm Bay Road in Palm Bay, Florida. Right now, you can get the Samsung Galaxy A10e for just $29.99. 
when you port your number over with plans starting at just $25. Need a family plan? No problem. We have four $100 unlimited talk, text, and data. Restrictions apply. Call Total Wireless of Palm Bay now at 321-499-2565. It's time for a Tuttle's Daily Podcast PSA. Hi, I'm Charlie Alamo. Did you know one out of five millennials will make a mistake this year and not own up to it? That's right. 14 out of 18 millennials will make a mistake this year and not even own up to it. Even worse, only 2% will know 25 or 6 to 4. Let's help raise the average of millennial mistakes by 5% and then we'll all live in a better world. Thank you. Paid for by the Coalition of Mistake Makers and People That Make Mistakes. All right, welcome back, guys. Gonna wrap up the show soon, but I want to play a few pieces of audio for you before I take off for the day. One of my favorite actors, and I was kind of glad to hear her say this because she has been in so many great roles. One of my favorite being the movie Fences with Denzel Washington, but Viola Davis, hell, she was amazing in the movie The Help. I got the Oscar. I got the Emmy. I got the two Tonys. I've done Broadway. I've done off-Broadway. I've done TV. I've done film. I've done all of it. I have a career that's probably comparable to Meryl Streep, Julianne Moore, Let's Sigourney Weaver. I wouldn't pit, I wouldn't pitch yourself in the same category as Sigourney Weaver. That bitch is definitely underneath you. They all came out of Yale. They came out of Juilliard. They came out of NYU. They had the same path as me. And yet I am nowhere near them. Oh, don't forget. I mean, it wasn't an Oscar winning movie, but she was great in the Suicide Squad. Not as far as money, not as, as far as job opportunities, nowhere close to it. But I have to get on that phone and people say... You're a black Meryl Streep. <laughs> there is no one like you. Okay, then if there's no one like me, you think I'm that? You pay me what I'm worth. You give me what I'm worth. Oh, and I have no problem with that take. Everything Biola Davis said there was absolutely 100% correct. Now, moving along to the next story, and this was not funny, but I kind of expect it from this pizza joint. I'm not dogging it because me and my family, hell, I grew up, this is the only pizza that we got because back in the day, it was pizza, pizza. You ordered one, you got the other one free. But Little Caesars, but these people, this pizza joint, they must have the SS back there flipping the dough. The popular pizza chain known for its hot and ready dinners. I walked in, I said, what do you guys have left? And they said, a pepperoni and a cheese. I said, give me the pepperoni. Is now speaking out after Jason Laska paid for a pizza only to find this anti-Semitic message when he got home. And that's the thing. I don't know why the news refused to use the word swastika in this report, but I don't think they ever say it in the report. They had a regular cheese pizza but they had uh, made a swastika symbol made out of pepperoni. I look at it like with my head back and I'm like, oh my God. Little Caesars corporate offices denouncing racism in a written statement, telling News 5 the employees responsible for the swastika were immediately terminated. Guys, it's been a long day, so I didn't remember them saying swastika, but I'm not even going to go back and edit that out because I'm too tired right now. And I just say, fuck it. These are the kinds of things that are continuing to fuel the hate and the confusion that, that exists in the country and in the world. Jason Laska says he was contacted by both Little Caesars corporate offices and the Brook Park franchise owner. Now, they never mention this in the report. I know this for a fact, guys. I'm not too tired to remember this. They never ask him if they're Jewish because 
I know you don't have to be Jewish to be offended by a swastika Nazi symbol, but it is important to the story. Who apologized for an insensitive joke between employees. That was why it had never, it was, it was not cut or, or anything like that. It, they just, they made it as a joke. Um, and it was never intended to go out to a customer. The couple hopes this will be a teaching lesson for those employees. What repercussions are they getting from that determination when they can just go right down the street and find another job? Well, that's kind of how employment works, honey. I know it sucks. It was a bad joke. But yeah, when you get fired, you go look for other work. And that sharing their experience will encourage people to learn the history and hateful symbolism behind the infamous Nazi slogan. Even in a joking manner. Look, like I said, it is completely fucked up what these employees did, but I bet these two, this couple, wasn't even offended. They just want to be offended so they can get on the news and make a name for themselves. I'm sure that they started social media accounts. That's exactly what it is. All right, guys, hope you enjoyed today's show. I'm losing my voice and I apologize for that. Hope you guys have a great day and I'll talk to you tomorrow. And that's the show for today. Thanks for listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hey, don't be a dickhead. Do us a favor. Share, like, and subscribe to the show. Also, check out the Tuttle category at 315live.com. The Tuttle Daily Podcast was brought to you by Total Wireless of Palm Bay, StitchYouUp.com, PocketPairClub.com. Special thanks to show intern Hannah and Charlie Alamo for their contributions. Additional imaging and production is provided by CCA Productions, Facebook.com slash CCA Productions presents show voiceover services brought to you by jcvoiceoverservices.com. That guy's got a goddamn sexy voice. You should hire him. If you want to help support the show, paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. Comments? Concerns? You want to let Tuttle know he's being a dick? Go to Tuttle at gmail.com. To follow all of Tuttle's social media, go to Tuttle.net. That's Tuttle with two Ds dot net. Thanks again for all your support, and we'll see you tomorrow on the Tuttle Daily Podcast.